I V M. Hi, listeners. We at Aditya Birla Sun Life Mutual Fund have come up with a special podcast series called MF One Hundred One in collaboration with Bloomberg Quint. MF One Hundred One is an informative series that will help you understand the recipe behind mutual fund investments. And what's more, it's coming from the chefs of the mutual fund buffet table, from the very own fund managers and analysts who are the manufacturers of the funds that help you realize your investment goals. I am your host Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter, and in this episode, we are going to discover the recipe behind diversity in debt funds from our guest chef Kausub Gupta, who is a fund manager at Aditya Birla Sun Life Mutual Fund. Kausub, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for doing this for us. Tell us something about yourself to listeners. Uh, straight away, uh, I started uh, my career in ICICI Bank. I completed my chartered accountancy in way back 2004. I was a ranker all of India, and fortunately, after two years, I got a chance to move to the dealing room, and where I started trading markets as my first-hand experience. Three years I spent there, so total five-year experience in ICICI Bank, and then last ten years I've been with Birla Mutual Fund as a fund manager. So you see the debt market is really close from corporate debts, from treasury market debts. You have a feel of the uh, of the debt market, which are quite different from the stock markets, right? I mean, in the in the stock markets, our listeners already know the kind of mutual funds schemes that are there: large cap, mid cap. Debt mutual funds are fundamentally different, right? So let's uh, start, ex- you know, explaining the broad categories of debt funds which are there. Yes, of course, Anupam. What SEBI has done clearly is they have come out with a categorization guidelines. The uh, the basis fundamental for this categorization is of course duration and uh, the another is the risk profile that the funds are investing in, because these are broadly risk that uh, that a f- debt fund is being exposed to. As far as that uh, duration categorization is concerned, I would classify uh, into broadly five categories. The first one is uh, overnight and liquid funds, which invest into zero to ninety days kind of maturities. The second one is on the shorter and ultra short term funds, which invest between three months to one year. Um, uh, the funds which are in this space are ultra short term funds, low duration funds, and money market funds. The third one is in predominantly in corporate bond funds. There are three kind of funds. One one is the first one is corporate bond fund. The second one is banking. and psu funds and the third one is of course short duration funds uh, these funds invest into 1 to 3 year corporate bonds which are issued by high rated companies and the fourth category is uh, on the longer end of the curve of interest rates uh, which are medium to long term which invest 4 uh, to 7 years and long duration funds which invest in 7 year and above duration profile Uh, on top of it, the fifth one is a dynamic bond fund, which is all season funds. Uh, the uh, beauty of this fund is that it can invest across duration from zero to, I would say, whatever someone want to take it. And this is actually being uh, all season funds and dynamic to its uh, name attached to it. The all kind of flexibilities is being provided to this particular category. Okay, just for the benefit of our listeners, um, papers like you've you know you've been saying uh, they can invest in papers. That is actually something that's issued by a company that a mutual fund buys, right? So, can you just explain that concept of a paper? I mean, it 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 could be a bond, it could be what CP, it could be CD, anything. So, what are these papers? So, these papers, when I'm talking about, these are tradable papers where investors can they can trade in and out quite frequently. Broadly, they are classified into three categories. The first one is a money market, which includes CDs and CPs. The second is the NCDs, which are bonds which are issued both secured and unsecured and structured instruments by various companies. And the third category. Which is sovereign papers, which are issued by the government, both state and central. Kausub, so you explain. 
explain to our listeners about debt funds across the time duration, you know, like short term, all all the way to long term. There is one more category. Uh, there is one more way of uh, categorizing debt funds, which is yes. the type of paper that they invest in. Can you exactly. tell us something about that? Look, on the other hand. Uh, Uh, SEBI has broadly, as I told you at the inception, in two categories that SEBI has given the classification. But the first one is the duration. The second one is on the kind of paper that we are investing, irrespective of duration. Now uh, there are three broad categories. The first one is the corporate bond fund or corporate papers. Uh, I would say uh, it has uh, broadly two category, two restriction. The first one, which is corporate bond fund, which invest up to at least eighty percent of the paper has to be in double A plus and above. And the second category in that is banking and PSU funds, which invest at least eighty percent of the corpus has to be in banking and PSU papers or NCDs, which is issued by these entities. The second category is sovereign papers in uh, funds like guild funds, sovereign funds. They do invest in. these papers uh, here the rating profile is uh, because they are being issued by the sovereign entity like uh, government both state and central so the rating profile is sovereign and the third category is the credit funds which invest at least uh, 65% of the portfolio has to be invested in double a and below okay i keep on hearing double a triple a single a b c d and all that for our listeners i see the two of us know that these are credit ratings yes. issued by crediting companies yes. uh, to companies and they based on that rating uh, the mutual fund buys and sells yes. so can you just tell us what exactly is a credit rating and how does it vary across the spectrum it's like uh, the way we identify the quality of the paper or the quality of the issuer uh, it's in in a way there are third parties which are i would say there are third rating in different agencies which uh, which do come to the markets and all these issuers who want to issue papers both money markets and corporate bonds sure. they go to them and like a uh, like auditors uh, they do a third party check and basis their financials basis their various parameters uh, they identify what is the probability of default and loss given default and they give rating profile mm. of course it moves all the way from aaa to d aaa uh, being the highest rated they are considered to be the safest both in terms of liquidity and in terms of uh, the probability and the loss given default sure. and the d is more like uh, junk grade and d uh, which which are near to the uh, default category okay. the good thing is that most of the investment which is done by the mutual funds uh, i would say 80 85% of these investments they are predominantly between triple a's and double a's of the world and that's why the credit profile of these mutual funds uh, is quite solid there is one product uh, which i've heard a lot about which i keep on hearing a lot about called fixed maturity plan and fmp what kind of a debt mutual fund is this Usually, India invest in traditional instruments because they are considered to be quite safe. Um, although they are illiquid, because once you lock in rates, you have to stay with them. In case you want to break them, uh, you have to pay penalty. Penalty in the form of a lower interest rate. Yes, of course, penalty in the form of lower interest rate, which is card rate at the prevailing at the time when you have locked the rates. And what we have seen is that these traditional instruments they have generally end up delivering low real returns uh, to the investors. I mean, you say real returns just so that listeners can understand it. Real returns is equal to. uh it's equal to nominal return minus uh, the uh, actual inflation or realized inflation that investors have experienced over that period of time actually you are earning is the real rate because inflation usually everything get inflates and especially in the country like developing market like india inflation is quite normal and it is quite volatile so real rates actually uh, they are very much important for from a savers perspective which means for example if i take an fd at 5% and and inflation is 6% yes then actually you have not earned anything so the real rate Rate is negative one percent. Negative one percent, effectively, which means that you have actually lost one percent for the period that you have taken this particular 
whatever that instrument that you are investing in. Okay. We generally publish what kind of asset allocation tables and uh, most of the investments are in the instrument which are highest rated. Of course, they are tax efficient because you invest in them for three years and you get a, a taxation advantage from that perspective. Uh, so, uh, in nutshell, I would say that investors, uh, just for the sake of diversification only, they also need to look upon these fixed maturity plans uh, and they have to move from the historical uh, way of investing the whatever the savings that you have. I am hopeful that with the financialization of the savings and as the word of spreads reaches to last mile, uh, these are the uh, instruments will take precedence uh, and being these rates and these instruments, they are more driven by the market rates and the forces which which I would say is that because uh, markets generally end up finding what is the true value should be, uh, the investors, uh, they will be ending up uh, better earning. Okay, so Kausu, we've spoken about the types of debt mutual funds um, and even FMPs. Let's, in this last part of the podcast, let's get to specific things okay what is your outlook on 2019 given the kind of year that 2018 was one need to understand that backdrop we are coming into 2019 uh, so in 2018 i would say it was a year when we started with the theme of synchronized global growth uh, although at a lower level uh, and which resulted into uh, higher commodity prices, uh, advanced economy central bankers, especially US, moving fast to normalization of their policy rates, quantitative easing, turning into quantitative tightening. And uh, as year progressed, uh, we saw a lot of outflows from emerging markets, moving back to developed markets and tighter liquidity conditions everywhere, globally and locally. Uh, locally, uh, in 2018, we saw very low inflation fronts and we surprised policymakers, uh, largely driven by food prices and uh, even the growth was much lower than what policymakers envisaged at the start of the year. However, in last two months, I think the things have changed completely. As far as higher commodity prices are concerned, which was the preliminary reason that India started scaring that the inflation could come back, uh, the crude prices, energy prices, which is a driver of uh, Indian inflation, uh, it has corrected quite a lot. Uh, the central bankers, uh, which were uh, quite hawkish till September, they have, uh, they have changed uh, their tone uh, in line with the new data and uh, now market expect they, they need to be, they will be far more neutral from here on. Resultantly, I think in 2019, uh, of course, uh, globally we could see some kind of slowdown, but locally, uh, the inflation prints, uh, which were quite low in 2018, uh, they start mean reverting, especially food inflation, which is running quite ultra low levels, it will start mean reverting and thus we see headline inflation moving back to 4 to 4 rough kind of range. Glo uh, local growth, uh, we expect 2019 to be quite better as compared to 2018. As far as liquidity is concerned, 2018 was a very tight. RBI has acknowledged it in last policy. Uh, they are moving pretty fast on making it uh, to more from neutral level. Uh, they have an already announced extraordinary large OMOs. We expect uh, these OMOs to continue till March uh, as communicated by RBI. And thus we see uh, that rates may remain neutral, uh, but the regulatory conditions and liquidity conditions uh, to improve better for the markets here on. Let's get down to the actual call to action, actual stuff that our listeners can do with debt mutual funds. Tell us, how should a newbie investor choose a debt fund for his investments? Um, as far as financial assets are concerned, investors usually look up on equity as an asset class from their financial savings and uh, rest of the savings, if you see, uh, as far as the official data is concerned, is usually has gone to the 
ट्रेडिशनल डिपॉजिट्स मार्केट्स और रियल स्टेट्स और गोल्ड आई थिंक दैट डेट फंड्स द टाइम हैज कम फॉर दैम एज अ फाइनेंशियलाइजेशन इज स्प्रेडिंग आउट दे नी नॉट बी आई वुड से इग्नोर क्लास एंड दे ऑल्सो नीड टू स्पेशल अटेंशन एटलीस्ट फ्रॉम द सेक ऑफ डाइवर्सिफिकेशन इट नीड नीड्स फॉर द इन्वेस्टर्स टू हैव डेट फंड इन देयर पोर्टफोलियोज फ्रॉम द इन्वेस्टमेंट परस्पेक्टिव um sebi i think is we ahead of his time and they have already categorized uh, the investments into two broad categories as we just discussed basis duration and little bit on the credit profile so for investors who are evaluating the choice of instruments i think they can go to any amcs and basis the uh, basis the risk that they want to run um and little bit advice from their financial advance, uh, advisors they can choose uh, which category of the funds they want to invest in but for the starters uh, at least i would say they should start looking on at least from a liquid fund and uh, the shorter end of the curve which is ultra short term fund money market fund corporate bond funds uh, as as uh, i would say is a good starting point fantastic kosup thank you so much for doing this show for us for more such interesting know hows continue listening to our podcast mf101 or simply follow the blog page of aditya billa sunlight mutual fund bloomberg quint ivm podcast or wherever you get your podcast from if you have any queries or some specific subjects you want us to talk about with regards to mutual fund investment reach out to us on our twitter handle at the rate a b c a b s l m f that's at the rate a b c a b s l m f thank you for listening to this podcast mutual fund investments are subject to market risks read all scheme related documents carefully the views and opinions expressed herein are personal and do not necessarily reflect the views of aditya birla sun life amc limited that's absl amc aditya birla sun life mutual fund the fund absl amc the fund is not guaranteeing offering communicating any indicative yield or returns on investments hey megna do you know how to citizen hey shreyas do you know how to citizen hey megna do you know how to citizen hey shreyas let's just do a podcast about let's it let's do a podcast about it a podcast is called how, how to, to citizen. citizen in every episode we get a new guest and discuss one chapter from the 8th grade civics textbook think about it as uh, three friends revising before a test uh, and we go back to school there's nostalgia there's trauma there are lunch breaks there are favorite teachers there are horrible teachers there's everything so every tuesday we bring in a guest on the podcast and we ask them a very simple question do you know how to citizen i make not i think the question is do you know how to citizen but shreyas i'm asking you this question do you know how to citizen hello everybody we have a brand new daily podcast we're working on with bloomberg quint All you need to know provides the top news on business markets and the economy so that you can stay ahead of the curve. Tune in every morning on bloombookquint.com, the IVM podcast app or wherever you get your podcast from.